Hello and welcome back to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Grace. And on today's episode, you should expect to be learning about something called the attachment theory. Decided to bring the attachment theory and the Britney Spears, for us, it was the audible book together to learn about the attachment theory. So I don't know. Let's just dive into it. Let's learn about Brit's life. Let's learn about the attachment theory. Let's go. Welcome to Figuring It Out with Grace and Kaylee. Together, they're on a journey to explore the interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit as they unravel the secrets to living a vibrant and balanced life. Enjoy today's episode. Okay, so the attachment theory, bitch. Teach me. All right. I recently learned about the attachment theory and I just decided what the hell, let's all figure it out together. I listened to an individual and his name is Harville Hendricks. Give me that name. And he emphasizes through this talk, our deepest desires as human is connection okay so he talks about the attachment theory being how our bonding how we bond with like our caregivers so our parents for some people whoever raised you as infants impacts the quality of our relationships later in life so as adults obviously we look to our caregiver to provide safety and security and we learn to adopt behaviors that foster emotional bonds so this impacts our brain development avi Attachment patterns are deeply rooted and we carry these subconscious patterns into adulthood and future relationships. This is just like, kiss the chef, let's fucking go. Okay, listen. Our attachment style is part of who we are and how we interact with the world around us, including how we relate to others and how we build connections. Thoughts? My thought is when my therapist says that every trauma relates back to your childhood, that this really explains it all in like one simple theory, which is we learn so much from these relationships that shape the rest of our life, which is intimidating as shit. How does this have to do with anything Britney Spears, guys? I love well, this. Because me and Grace said, let's listen to her book, bitch. So we both got the audible book and we saw that Britney Spears is a fucking warrior princess baby doll. We love her. Um, Thoughts on the book first. Yeah, I think I was so excited that Brittany was able to speak her truth. I felt like it was an unbiased in the sense of like she wasn't being controlled on what narrative she put out there. I think there were some hot bombs, hot drops, especially involving her relationship with Justin Timberlake. And then it was nice to hear her perspective on the conservatorship and how much she hates her sister. Poor Jamie Lynn. I know. I wasn't expecting the sister thing. Mm. Um, I agree. I think the conservatorship, although I feel like she didn't go in very much detail, which some people were upset about, but I was kind of into it because I'm like, she's just now like breaking out of this toxic toxic situation and if anyone follows her on instagram you could just see the 
I don't even know. Well, the re- okay. repercussions of it, I think, too. Like, yeah. for me, I agree. I don't think that she went into a ton of detail about it, but she answered the whys. Like, the mm-hmm. why would you, why were you going along, you know, with the residency and the things that they were making you do while you're on the, under the conservatorship? Right. And the, the why maybe your behavior is erratic due to all of the different amount of drugs and the, like, quantity that they were pumping through her body and the detox that comes with that. Like, she addressed enough of the why where I didn't really feel like she owed me, like, the finite details of everything. It was, to me, all-encompassing. And I feel like she did it in a way where she didn't just bash them, like, bash and bash. She kind of laid it out. It was, like, facts. Yeah, but also addressed her anger. Like, I think – so, you know, when she's kind of popped off on the internet, everyone's like, whoa, is Brittany okay? And she's like, I'm clearly not fucking okay. And like, you could understand how much resentment would build after so many years of not having control of your body and of your estate. It's even. insane, honestly. The fact that they were able to get away with the conservatorship for so long is really what feels criminal to me. It is criminal. And the fact that it was her father who she discussed she didn't have really a significant relationship to at all at the time that they put her in the conservatorship. Oh, dude, it's insane. Okay, so some key points on attachment theories will go – there's three of them. So number one, our early caregiving environment. So, for example, how caregivers respond to our distress teaches us what to expect from relationships. Number two, we develop behaviors and attempts to reestablish emotional connection when we feel distressed. Mm-hmm. And three, lack of supportive relationships in infancy can negatively impact social and emotional development. Fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. It's like we all know it, you know, we know it, but like just reading it is, it's like, ooh, it kind of gives me the heebie jeebies. Okay. Yeah. Question If we could make the guess only limited to the info we have on the book, yeah. what would you say what most likely was maybe Brittany's situation? Uh, as a babe, as baby Brit. I think of number one as an example just- of just thinking about her environment with her family and like the way she described her family's dynamic, which was that her father had drug issues and that they went from being very poor to well off to like poor again. And then number two, the developing behaviors and attempts to reestablish emotional connection when we feel distressed, that like screams like people pleasing when you have someone especially when you're dealing with an addict and they're like so hot and cold with you and you want to do whatever you can to make that person happy god i feel like that fits and also having the acceptance of your parents i was going to say your father but even her mother she had issues with just wanting that acceptance which i feel like everyone can relate to and it doesn't have to be we're going to go through like the four styles of attachment and just note that it, you don't have to fit into one of these categories that we all kind of fit into all of them in some ways. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. Okay. Let's dive into it. So cool. four styles of attachment. So the secure, this is when the child or children 
see caregivers as secure faces who provide security and safety. So the caregivers are constant and accepting overall. So children feel free to explore knowing that their caregiver will be there for them when they return. They're safe. They're happy. They might get, you know, a little upset. When a caregiver leaves, but they quickly bounce back. So when they're crying at daycare and stuff, but they know, hey, they bounce back, they're going to come back. So adults usually find it easy to get closer to others that experience low anxiety in relationships. They can tolerate their emotions and communicate very well. So healthy as fuck relationship, basically. Yeah. yeah. Does this <laughs> exist for people? I'm like just saying these words and thinking like, wow, what a fucking blessing. Right. Like dream life or dream scenario. You know, as a parent and someone who loses their temper, you know, trying to build a business and be everything for myself, but also trying to be there for my children and my husband. It's fucking hard. For sure. Anyways, they always say like the greatest lesson that we learn growing up from children to adults is the grace that we're able to give our parents for doing the best that they could, considering Mm -hmm. that you realize like everyone is human and they were doing the best with the tools and skills that they had. And a word that really stood out to me that you shared here is uh, adults ability to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, and teaching that to their children. And I think a lot of the generation above us and above them, I mean, Mm -hmm. vulnerability was not something that they were strong at. Like therapy was not a thing. Sharing their emotions was not a thing. Men's ability to be vulnerable. I feel like we're just now scratching the surface on like men really taking their emotional health as a priority to be able to give that to their children. So this, I think, is an ideal situation that can be gifted to generations ahead of us. It's like a work in progress. And this is how I interpret it. Not to say that, you know, there are things about this. My parents did provide me safety and security and like encouraged me to to feel safe and to explore and stuff. There's definitely pieces of it that fit. So let's go under the Mm. children see caregivers as more emotionally unavailable and unaware of their needs. They don't appear distressed by separation from a caregiver. So they're like, peace out, home skillet, and don't seek out the caregivers upon return. Oh, this is heavy as fuck. So as an adult, they are more uncomfortable being close to others. They often distance themselves emotionally in both relationships and stressful situations. Adults tend to have a hard time building trust. They often value independence over intimacy and might pull away from closeness. They like, they likely avoid conflict. Holy motherfuck. So this actually made me think of the new season of Real Housewives of New York, Jenna Lyons, who also was the former creative director of J. Crew, if not, yeah, creative director, I believe, for many, many years. She talked about how her mom had Asperger's and uh, like mental health disorders and was unable to be close to her. It was actually physically an illness, so not by choice. And the adult description, I think, describes the byproduct of that, which is what Jenna Lyons describes as herself. And so I was like, oh, that's what that is. It actually, ooh, it like kind of got me reading the adults because I, this is me. 
Mm-hmm. But as a child, separation from my mom was I needed my mom 24-7. Panic. Did not want to go anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, he does mention that we're all of these a little bit, right. but the adult version of that really hit home to me. Not to say my parents were dismissive at all. My mom was amazing. So I'm like, yeah. how the fuck did I end up like that? Well, I wonder if the whole, you know, adults tend to have a hard time building trust, if that was less of an impact of maybe partially, like you said, a percentage of your childhood, but more than about the traumatic events that you experienced throughout growing up versus just that style. Yeah. Let's talk about your trauma on the podcast. (laughs) Dude, I'm fucking down. I will let y'all listen to a therapy session. Let's do it. I love you guys. Okay. So we're going to go on to the third, which is preoccupied. So anxious, preoccupied, when children see caregivers as inconsistent and therefore aren't sure what kind of response caregivers, caregivers, why can I say this? Caregivers will provide. Children might be upset when the caregiver leaves and have a difficult time being soothed when the caregiver returns. So in adult form, Adults are often more anxious in relationships. They tend to seek safety and security in others. And they might need a lot of reassurance that everything is okay. Their fears can lead to demanding or possessive behaviors, which can actually push partners away. Shit, that's me too. I was going to say, I definitely see pieces of myself, but I think also I'm thinking I've been with a partner before who was highly anxious in regards to the attachment and I definitely understand the pushing away of people because you feel then like your response your the other person's happiness becomes your responsibility and that's a very heavy place to sit that involves a lot of healing and I've also projected that onto people when I wasn't feeling my best yeah but I wonder if Brittany was an anxious, was more so anxious in regarding to her attachment style, just being sensitive and then needing to be dependent on her parents. But I also think of her relationship that she described in the book with her caregiver, her family friend that ended up being with her after her sister was born. So she had a very close relationship with her mom. Her mom went back to Louisiana, gave birth to Jamie Lynn, and then their family friend became Brittany's second mom, essentially, and was like her chaperone throughout life. And she Mm -hmm. had a very close relationship with this woman who she relied on for a lot of things. And it's like interesting to see how many caregiver roles Brittany had throughout her her youthful years as she was also in positions to act as an adult. Okay, the last one, unresolved. So the children often see caregivers as unpredictable blend of loving and dangerous, physically or emotional abuse. So this is like bad shit. So they likely have some form of developmental trauma. Children might have mixed feelings about caregivers struggling between loyalty and self protection or desire for and fear of connection and then turning into adults they tend to be ambivalent 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 afraid or being either too close or too far from others 
They have more confusing and inconsistent relationships with many ups and downs. Adults might have unresolved emotions that tend to struggle with emotional regulation. Yeah. I don't don't know about you, but I have tried to be in a relationship with also a disorganized attachment style adult, and it is difficult as fuck. They want you close, but not too close. They'll push you away. But once you start running away, it's like, no, come back. And it feels disorganized, aka chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. The Britney breakdown. What do we think caused the toxic relationship and why she was so submissive to the conservatorship so as an adult how do we feel well i was happy she addressed the fact that when she was put into the conservatorship they used her children as collateral so Mm -hmm. it was if you behave if you follow the rules if you do these things you get time with your children (sighs) and i think being in the emotionally abusive relationships that she had leading up to this part of her adult life, it was, I'll do anything to be with my children. I can't imagine, Kaylee, like having your children ripped away from you so publicly to someone, to your partner who was also really emotionally abusive. Like the idea of handing your children to an emotionally abusive partner. And like going under the unresolved attachment theory let's just play with that for now it makes sense because she's so used to these inconsistent relationships the ups and downs so whenever she's being pulled by her ex up and down up and down or even maybe sometimes motherfucking justin Timberlake, yeah it seemed normal to her because that is what she knows so maybe in that situation she it didn't feel foreign to her like for us, we'd be like, this is fucking toxic. No, not happening. But for her, it was maybe the norm. Yeah. Well, and to speak to you, it falls with the disorganized attachment style. And she, again, addressed, you know, her father's um, substance abuse issues and gam- like gambling, like issues just across the board. And so that relationship with her father being at times loving when he was doing well or when she was providing for her family and then at times very dangerous. And so if that was her first example, this disorganized attachment style with your father, who which is who you base your future relationships off of psychologically, um, like that fits, that checks. Oh my God, dude. Ooh, so, all right, we mentioned Jamie Lynn. So this was a surprise to me, so I just wanted to hit on it. I didn't know that they had such a bad relationship. What do we think of Jamie Lynn's, like, the the limited information? This is just funsies. Sorry, we're going to figure out your childhood, Jamie Lynn. I would say it was a bit more so seemed to be a bit more um I mean she bought them houses and she took care of them and was saying in the book that Jamie Lynn kind of like stuck her nose up to it was kind of a little asshole about it she mentioned she came from no money where Jamie Lynn when she was born had yeah I think Jamie Lynn probably had more of a secure attachment style at the beginning the more normal of the two because her mom was at home with her providing tent we assume to be you know um lots of love and care as 
they were age difference is so much so that it's like mm-hmm. Brittany and her brother had moved on, graduated. Brittany's brother was working under Brittany's management camp and all that. So it was really just her mom and Jamie Lynn and now having the money, like you mentioned, it's definitely a different dynamic. And it clearly in Brittany's eyes created a monster. Mm -hmm. Now I do want to add, I did listen to Jamie Lynn wrote a book, which I have not read. Oh, you haven't read, but Jamie Lynn went on a podcast tour she was on the podcast called Her Daddy with Alex Cooper, and I listened to that episode, and Alex Cooper was asking her, you know, everyone was wondering why you didn't help get Brittany out of the conservatorship, you know, why you are still having this relationship with your mom and dad when they have her trapped, and it was very clear that they don't have a relationship, like Brittany and Jamie Lynn. Now, Jamie Lynn mentioned, she's like, you know, I I would try. I tried to get her a new lawyer. I was reaching out and then she would just, you know, ghost. And so Brittany was really inconsistent. So you can only help someone that wants to be helped. And, you know, there's two sides of the story, but I think it was just really clear. They don't have a relationship, period. Which is so sad because let's just like play up the story of maybe their parents being monsters, as I feel like Brittany feels. They had such an opportunity to really like come together and just fucking be sisters. So that's really fucking sad. But Jamie Lynn doesn't view her parents as monsters. Monsters. You know, Jamie Lynn's experience is say Brittany's attachment style is disorganized and Jamie Lynn's is secure. It's like they are looking at the same picture and seeing two entirely different paintings. It's insane. It is. And that's only because so much, I don't know how, do you know the age difference? God, not off the top of my head, but I know it's it's I think it's like 10 years plus. Yeah, she just grew up way differently, probably more so like an only child too, with money, because we know her dad was getting all that money and she apparently, Brittany, was helping the family out. Oh God. Yeah. But I think what's really interesting here too is I think Jamie Lynn expressed having a very close relationship with her mom. And at one point, Brittany also had a close relationship with her mom. But, you know, their dad was so hot and cold that it was like during certain seasons of life, they would have this relationship with their father. But I think what would be triggering in Brittany's eyes is when Brittany's father became the conservator of her conservatorship. I think anyone in their bubble would know that Brittany doesn't have a relationship with her father. And so it would be weird that he would be the person that was appointed to not only run her finances, AKA her estate, but her body, like what drugs you take, where you are, who you can talk to. Do you have access to a phone? Because she took quote unquote energy pills. Correct. And I know we don't know the truth, but like sure. Let's just pretend this is the truth. How could you, as Jamie Lynn, kind of witness all this and still that's where I'm like, I guess there's three sides, right? Like we don't really know what went down, but as you know, they wrote a book. So fuck, we're allowed to comment on it. I don't know. I just I, don't see. Man, if that, like, let's just say that happened to you. Yeah. And I was like, this bitch is not crazy. Like, I was just having a conversation with her three weeks ago. Totally. The fuck I, are y'all doing? That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd have to be really, I think there's two two things. You'd have to either be really convinced that 
your sister is a harm to herself or to others. But that would only explain then the beginning. This conservatorship was what, eight years long? So it's like for it eight, eight years. It was, Dude, a, I thought it was, I think, are you, I'm pretty sure it was more. No, it might, it might be more. I thought it was eight. I thought she was officially in the conservatorship, I, eight, but it could be more. It, um, Oh, fuck. It just slipped out of my head. It's like, okay, it's like a long but. ass time, right? So you're like, okay, like, okay, she goes through these rehab programs. She's been medicated. She's supposed to be balanced on it over so like the first year. After a year's worth of time or even longer, you got to start to ask yourself like, hey, what the, what the fuck is, why is this still happening? What is still going on? You know, especially because they were going on family vacations and had seen each other. So it's like, why is this still necessary? I think the other side of it is thinking about it if you're sisters and you don't have a relationship with your sister and all of this crazy shit is happening and you're like I don't want to deal with it right it's and like, like she was in the papers with the shaving the head and all of that like remember when she like beat the bat she was losing her fucking mind because she was so caged and then the, on the flip side is the dad who we don't know could have been fucking manipulating the shit out of his whole family maybe his wife so oh, there's so many parts to it that i wish maybe one day we'll know <laughs> yeah i i hear she she said so, she's writing another book to address the most really the uh, excuse me address the most recent relationship she was in Brittany. yeah so she said people were asking her you know why she didn't mention her latest husband sam in the memoir and she said you know that chapter of my life is going to be in an, an additional like follow-up book so she's not done telling her story and honestly thank fucking god she has been silenced for so long i'm so happy that she gets to share her truth in her way regardless of whatever it is oh my god I think she did mention at the end no Br like briefly okay yeah. So she wants to dive into that. Okay. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> um, if you're interested in knowing more about maybe what your attachment style is, there is a quiz that we'll, we will link. And just know you are probably all of them. I don't know. Unless, you know, you're a perfect little fairy baby, which like, bless you. If you are. <laughs> Bless you, Angel Baby. Good luck. God Angel speed. Baby with the um fucking secure secure attachment. attachment. Bless. For you. Um, shit. I thought there was something else I was gonna add, and I can't remember. Oh well. All right, guys. Thank you for figuring out the attachment theory slash what the hell Brittany's attachment theory was. It was fun. It was a little deep, and I'm gonna take this quiz and also send it to my therapist. So. <laughs> <laughs> same season guys and we will see you next time bye bye